Hey guys, welcome back uh, to this week's episode of Imani Talks Astrology. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We are talking about the full moon in Scorpio that is happening Saturday. Yep, Saturday, May 18th. So exciting. Very exciting. Um, Yeah, I think... It just, it was really funny. Talking about this one, it just felt really intense. I think it's important to remember that the uh, moon is in detriment in, not in detriment, in fall um, in the sign of Scorpio. Um, As we know, the moon is exalted in the opposite sign, Taurus, um, because there is a um, ability to hold on and structure one's life in a very material way to ensure that your uh, creature comforts, um, per se, um, or your security um, and safety needs are met, right? Whereas the things that Scorpio holds on to are dark, um, are dangerous in some cases in terms of, I, I don't say dangerous in terms of like, like physical danger. Well, it depends. Um, but things that are held onto that, um, need to be let go. Right. So the deep, intense emotions and experience that one needs to get out of the body, um, that needs to get out of the subconscious, um, in order to make room for, um, healthy and, um, safer um, ways of, I guess, emoting and habits, right? Um, the A really big thing I see lots of times with Scorpio moons, um, because, you know, I, I will mention this again, you know, people say cancers, they feel their feelings. Um, then the Scorpios, they feel your feelings. Pisces feel everything, um, right? Um, and so with that in feeling of someone else's feelings, and I say this later on in the podcast, feelings are not facts. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes the Scorpio moon, um, will think of feelings as such, um, and act and react based on the feelings of others, um, without having or painting a complete or full picture um, causing them to have some sort of re- emotional reaction that is not, again, based in fact. But, um, well, granted, you know, your emotional reactions don't have to be based in fact. Um, but when they're centered around other people rather than your own feelings, that is kind of where the disconnect exists and that's where things kind of get a little difficult, right? And so with that, um, that's the kind of energy that we're working with, um, this weekend. However, I do feel like there is a certain amount of clarity, um, that is had. Mm, Yeah. When I did the horoscope for the remainder of Taurus season, that was one thing that I picked up on, um, this entire week. Um, things are just very clear. Things are abundantly clear. Um, there, you're not making any mistakes in terms of what you see. Um, it's about what you do next. We will talk about more in this episode. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at you, woman, you, 
um, for reading inquiries. So one issue that I've really kind of had with the reading, so I do like to let people pay after, um, but I, in terms of accountability and just making sure that I get something done, if you are requesting a reading with me, um, I will request a deposit per se, um, of half of the price of the reading, um, upon receiving the reading, you would be paying the remainder. Um, just for the sake of, again, on my end of things, accountability, when there's money involved, I can't let people down. Um, (laughs) that's just the way that I function and operate. Um, and so if you are interested in any particular reading, astrological or tarot, you can DM me. I definitely would be happy to set you up for that. Okay. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Happy full moon. Gemini season's right around the corner, you guys. Exciting stuff. Hey, y'all. That was so weird. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back um, to another episode. Um, I think I finally figured out the equation. No, I figured out part of it. I figured out part of the formula that works that I like in particular. I really liked the way I did last week's episode. Um, and I think it would be really refreshing and great to utilize the beginning of a season to kickstart a particular conversation about a particular sign, um, and something related to that sign and then go into the the specifics of the aspects to kind of expect during that season it's always great to oh wow there's a blue jay outside of my window oh it's so beautiful oh my gosh it's so chubby too um it's great to then you know i the the reason the thing that brought the podcast to it to life um back in at the end of june of last year was the lunations was the eclipse and so to really refocus um and recenter the lunations because it's just such a big time for clarity and a a really big way to just make sense of things you know um and why not do that every single month um and be able to have a beautiful kind of fresh take on it and i feel like when the the full moon comes around is when i'm able kind of most keen and connected to to what's happening at the time so that's what we're gonna do today talking about this full moon um the last two weeks uh no not even the last two weeks um the last five days have been incredibly difficult um because I can't stop seeing. I can't stop seeing the way that people are. Um, I can't stop seeing the ways that I've been deceived, um, the way that I've deceived myself. Um, And it's just like, wow, what, what else can you show me? You know, it's like all the things that I kind of sort of felt like um, someone else might have told me but I couldn't see it for myself and it's just like wow that's how you are (laughs) you know Um, all of this energy 
is happening in my earth sign houses. And when I say energy, all this, you know. Oh, in my air sign houses, yeah. Um, all the stuff in Capricorn and Taurus and Virgo over the last few days, that Virgo moon really just, that was the, I'd say that's the, the aspect that really kind of really, I guess, hurt the most. Um, and it's not like the moon isn't in Virgo all the time, like, you know. Um, or once every month, um, but something about it was just very different this time. Um, something about that sun trine to Pluto, um, then followed by a moon trine to Pluto, just really, it's stuck in a knife and it twisted it, you know, it's like, ah, okay, that, that hurts. Um, and being able to see your friends in a way that maybe you haven't seen them before, um, being able to name that, at least that's the particular experience that I have, right? Again, uh, Scorpio rising, all that happening in my 11th house, being able to see former partners in a way that I could not see them before, um, not in a way that, you know, makes anyone evil, or anything, but it definitely shows that they're not as innocent or maybe not even as kind um, as I painted them um, to be. Um, The thing about, I think, all of the masculine signs, so the fire and air signs, to feel... Well, in the way that we conceptualize masculinity, right? To feel like someone has wronged you um, or hurt you, deceived you, or done something to you is a a really big ego hit, right? Um, And we see men kind of shape and morph um, their way around words like scared or afraid or, you know, different things like that or like hurt or upset, you know, because to say that that's what happened to you would mean that you feel. Um, It would mean that the things that people say and do really do impact you in a way that maybe you're not comfortable um, acknowledging it at all, right? And so I feel like what I found is the, the inner kind of like Piscean nature that I have is like, no, like everyone is good well, not necessarily everyone is good, but like everyone is deserving of love and everyone is redeemable and blah, 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 you know, and that's genuinely how I feel. Um, But also I feel like my airy son will not let me see, you know, how dirty and grimy people can be sometimes, Um, even when they don't notice. Um, and that still doesn't make it okay. And that still doesn't mean that you weren't hurt. Um, and so having to kind of face that, um, and friends are like, oh, I, we told you, you know, and it's like, yeah, but I couldn't see it for myself. Um, and I didn't want to tell myself. Um, and the thing about earth signs, um, is the practicality, the reality that comes with earth again, it can be very hurtful and it can be very painful. 
Um, and you might have had this experience in whatever houses you have earth signs on. Um, and it's just like, ah, ouch, <laughs> that hurt. Um, and so that's where I've been. Um, and it's really weird um, because as you can kind of see in the title, the what I felt in this kind of really weird hermit mode kind of thing that I've been in for a while, I think this whole week, I feel like when a lot of intense shit is in the air, like I just suddenly just know I'm like, okay, it's time to like not be around people right now, <laughs> unless it's going to be like a good laugh other than that. But even then it's like, I don't really want to be around people for that either. Um, and I just... I said, or um, I heard, the weighing of the heart. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly, you know, what it is. Um, I thought about the judgment card. I thought about death. Um, the card, not actual death. Calm down. We're not that brooding and emo and intense on this podcast (laughs) um and I was like yeah that that's what I that's what I feel right now I it definitely feels like that um and I'm sorry this is just really hard um to have to even emote um because there are of course when you're talking about friends and and family, um, and the people that you love, um, it, it's hard and it's really difficult. And again, this looks very different for each person. Um, but I, I saw, it was like everyone I, who fits in any of those categories was just lined up, um, waiting for their heart to get weighed. Um, and at the end of that, um, it would decide whether or not that person is worth it. Um, and whether or not it was just time to, to wash my hands of particular people. And so I I did a little thinking and of course I'm like, ah, bam, there you go. Um, for those who are familiar with um, ancient Egypt um, and the Egyptian Book of the Dead, um, there is it is a book that describes the trip to and through the afterlife. I think what the Egyptians understood. Um, is that life prepares us for death. Life also prepares us for um, life after death. Um, And death prepares us for life. So there will always be a time to answer for the things that we do. Um, In some way or another, someone is the judge 
of that, right? Um, whether it's you um, or that scale um, and that judgment is someone else um, doing that exact same thing to you. You know, we see this archetype in Christianity as well. Of course, when you look at the judgment card, it's about the reckoning, um, right? It is about uh, the moment in which those who are meant to ascend to heaven are allowed to go. Um, and those who do not, do not, right? I'll take a picture and show this. Um, there are three very great representations of this um, card, right? Um, on the original Rider Waite deck, in which we have the angel um, calling the trumpet and people rising um, from graves, um, waiting um, for what is chosen for them, right? In the Byzantine tarot that I love, it is people ascending or ascending a ladder um, towards heaven um, and some people falling or being peeled off of the ladder by what we can assume to be demons or the devil or minions of the devil, which are demons, right? Anyway, um, and then in the Moonchild Tarot, it is uh, represented as the as Thoth um, standing in front of the golden scale, um, waiting to weigh the heart. And so, just to kind of provide more kind of context to that, um, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, it will make sense. Again, um, the idea is to understand that death is not an end point, but a continuation of existence in a different form. And I think that's what's very funny about the fact that it is a golden scale um, in which people stand in front of. When we think about, for those who know anything about alchemy, um, one of the biggest, I guess, things um, that people um, talk about or you'll see um, is turning objects into gold, right? And so in itself, um, it being, at least to me in this particular circumstance, very... Um, evident of the I literally just had the word that I lost it it just kind of showing the the, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm having a really hard time putting my words together but I think you can kind of pick up what I'm putting down where it's like this material that is kind of sought after for um um or to transform something into right um lies before you and is the material in which that decides for yourself whether you will be able to, in a way, transcend, transform, and be reborn into the afterlife. So that kind of idea that, that stands before you, um, and that is the device that is utilized to weigh your heart. And so to kind of paint a picture um, of this for you, um, what it looks like is people in the Hall of Truth, 
um, and they line up uh, before Anubis awaiting judgment. They stand before Osiris, um, the god of death or the dead, and Thoth. My, we're, we can go down a rabbit hole if we're about to talk about Thoth. Those, there are those who argue that this is not an Egyptian god. That rabbit hole, there we go. Um, that this is not an Egyptian god, and that this is someone who has been written into um, the Egyptian religion. I, I do not agree or disagree either way. I don't know. Anyway, talk to spirit, figure it out. Um, and they lie in front of, again, the golden scales. And what it happens is the heart is weighed against the feather of Maat, um, which is representative of harmony and balance. And so I saw this kind of figurative line, or even literal, if you go look up the picture, of people that I know um, standing before this line, and it was as if I was the person to bring judgment to analyze and see the truth that exists of the situation, to decide if it is fair, to decide if there is harmony and if there is balance. I was not about to use the word fair and balance after another, but one after another, because we already know that we do not fuck with Fox News on this podcast, <laughs> if anyone caught that. Anyway, I did not need to say that. Um, and so it was like being able to see that. And in that moment, um, you are called to answer for your sins. And what are sins? Um, you know, outside of the way that, you know, that picture is painted in, you know, Judeo-Christian religions, it is really um, the transgressions that you make against yourself, the transgressions that you make against your higher self. Um, I think... If you've read the Four Agreements, um, he uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Sorry, I have this. And he speaks of what sin is, and it is just that. Um, let me see. Don't take anything. Per- I don't remember which one it was. Um, there, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And the thing is, it's funny that I even mentioned this. I've not read this book um, or looked at this book in a while. But in being able to do those four things, right, that's really all that life really is about. Um, and it allows you the space to be accountable um, for yourself and the things that you do. And it makes it so that in the day that you are to face the judge or a judge, you cannot say, I didn't know. Um, you cannot say, I wish I did. You know, It's because you, you showed up and you were um, doing the best that you could. Um, and living life in a way in which you try to stay in um, alignment with yourself as best as possible. And you took responsibility for the moments in which you did not. Um, there is a certain amount of clarity um, that one must have about and a certain amount of self-awareness that one must have um, to be able to do this and go through this process. Um, and even in seeing and being the judge of others 
It is a moment in which you are ultimately judging some sort of aspect of yourself. The biggest thing to kind of take away from this is truth. Um, One thing that Scorpios really struggle with um, is the idea of trusting. And trust is very difficult because in having to trust, there are things, there is a way in which you must be very honest with yourself about the reality of what lies in front of you. Um, And having to be okay with whatever it is that you see. Um, Or knowing that in trusting there is the risk of missing some of the pieces. And Scorpios are afraid to do that. They want to have everything figured out, right? And so as we approach this full moon and as we reach this full moon, um, and in so many ways we've been asked, you know, what is your value? What is your value? You know, that's, that's, you know, what is your value? What is your value? What is your value? Like, that's literally been the question that's been coming up literally for weeks. If you haven't caught on, everything that you've been seeing has been related to that, which is all the Taurus season really is about, right? And it's a, at a point in which it, I don't know, like, it just feels very different this time around. And it feels very different because I honestly feel um, like we're at a point um, not just individually, but collectively, where so many of us are really just ready to transcend bullshit, you know, and just really be done with some of these particular cycles. And that's at whatever age that someone is at, and they're kind of engaging with this conversation, whatever kind of area in their life, it's just a no, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, it's I know how much I'm worth. I know how much I deserve and I'm not going to compromise that. I will not, you know, that is just the the conversation and the place that lots of people are in. And for that reason, we are being called to line up um, our own personal examples and be the judge of that. And in seeing what we see um, from the weighing of the hearts of ourselves, of these pieces of ourselves, what step we're willing to take and do with that information. And unfortunately, given the fact that it is a full moon, we will have to choose to let people go. We will have to choose to let particular aspects and parts of ourselves go and never look back. Um, and that can be very difficult because, again, we're at this point where we are kind of preparing to transcend this idea of the way that we thought things should kind of work out or the way that we think things should look. And the universe is like, no, you can't keep that anymore if you would like to move forward. You cannot take this into death. You cannot take this into the afterlife. When you die, it is the moment in which you shed your physical form to reunite and not necessarily reunite, but be of the full form of your spirit or soul. I'm pretty sure it's your soul. 
um, to be the embodiment of that, to strip away all of the physical things in order to be at that point. Um, Taurus is about the physical things that we hold on to. Um, Scorpio is about letting go. So we are at an access in which we are being asked what is worth remaining for the foundation and what needs to be rid to make the foundation that much stronger. And ironically, of course, being a fixed sign, the hardest thing um, for a Scorpio to do is to let go. Even though that's literally their job. Their job is literally transformation, transmutation of self, rebirth, the phoenix. And it has to do with trusting the process. The thing about the scale and justice and fairness is that it does not lie. It is what it is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's objective. We are balancing the heart up against a feather of truth and harmony and balance. And it either adds up or it doesn't. And I think that's the the really difficult part because you want to be like, oh, well, this part of this works and this and the scale is like, no, this is what it is. Yes or no. There's no maybe, there's no... Yeah. And that's really kind of difficult to face. Um, because for so many of us, the, the things that we have to let go are so deeply personal. Um, or it's not even letting go. Sometimes it's just putting distance um, in between two things. And unfortunately, just allowing it to kind of die on its own. Um, which is also just as painful. Or putting in place boundaries um, that you didn't really think that you might have had to do before. Um, all of this kind of dark, kind of heavy feeling conversation, I do apologize. That is just the, the frame of mind um, that I'm in at this time. I hope the sound isn't messed up. I had put my phone down. Hold on one second. My light was flickering. It was weird. Anyway, it just needs to be changed. It's not no weird shit. Um <sighs> Yeah, and so like all of this is in preparation for the ending of a particular cycle. Um, death. Um, and what comes from death is a new beginning. Right? Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and... Hold on. I'm logging into my laptop because it just timed out. Um just to kind of talk about the aspects to this moon. Oh, did that happen today? Oh, Venus is in Taurus on tomorrow. Cute. Anyway, Venus moves so fast. So, on that oh you guys okay yeah (laughs) on this day the aspects are off the chain um we have a conjunction between mercury 
and the sun. Um, Mercury is at 24 degrees Taurus. Um, and so there definitely is a raw kind of honesty, but a very well thought out honesty as well. I feel like there, if there is a need to communicate something, it will be communicated relatively clearly. Um, it likely is not a day in which if you try to change someone mind, someone's mind, it will work. I highly doubt that it will work. Um, people's minds are pretty made up. Um, Mercury will be in a sextile to Pluto, which is in retrograde. And so as people are coming into, as you are coming into a space in which you remember um, and you can see the ways in which people have tried to disempower you or play games with you or even be manipulative, controlling, obsessive, compulsive, you know, you will say, ah, yes, because it's retrograde, right? I remember this. Um, and for that reason, this is how I feel. Um, this is what I will be doing. Um, there will be a sextile between Pluto and um, this full moon. And so I think with that, there will definitely be an opportunity if you take it um, to be able to all of the really deep and intense feelings that we have um, regarding this this full moon to really kind of change and transcend that into transcend that and like turn that into something better. I feel like for many people, you know, while there will be people who will be able to do that, I think if you have kind of come into and accepted, you know, some of the things that you saw or discovered um, over the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, you know, as all of these different planets have been like, bow, 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 um, hitting um, Saturn and Pluto, I feel like there is a readiness um, that you have. But I also feel like, again, it's an end of a cycle. So I feel like many people are just fucking fed up and are gonna say something regardless, right? Um, And so with that, trying not to turn that into and the information that you know with an obsession with the information um into a point in which you kind of are like cycling and like driving yourself kind of it's insane obsessively thinking about I can't believe this happened and I can't believe at work they tried to cut my hours and this and that and da, 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 you know whatever you know circumstance it may be for you um um as long as you don't really get caught up in and cycling in your emotions because that's kind of what the 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 tendency with uh you know it's obsessed the energy can be obsessive if we utilize that to say how can i use my feelings about this to empower myself right if it is a moment in which you are having an issue with i don't know like at work um by being able to say something by standing up for yourself and be able to say, you know, despite the fact that X, Y, Z happened, I stood up for myself and I did this. I did not allow someone to make me feel this particular way. Um, because of that, I feel, I don't know, proud of myself or I am happy that I was able to stand up for myself in this particular instance. Being able to kind of go through that cycle and choose to, again, sex tiles about choices, choosing to engage with that feeling in that particular way rather than again going down the cycle of what can potentially be emotionally destructive or emotionally harmful um to yourself 
right? Or even to other people, right? This is an energy I think where some people will are ready to light your ass up or you're ready to light somebody's ass up because you're sick and you're tired, you know? Um, that's fine. That makes sense. Um, just be responsible with that, um, with that feeling that you have. Um, in addition to that, there is also a... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm looking at this map or not map. On that same day, whoo, this day is about to be insane, y'all. There is a, um, conjunction between Venus and Uranus on this day as well. So I do think, again, there can be new, so it's really funny. Someone said that Uranus is either breakthroughs or breakdowns you know which one is going to be for you um (laughs) if you are you know familiar with whatever kind of particular situation that you're dealing with it is either a breakthrough or a breakdown that being said um there can be the potential for new love um to arise and to come in for some people there can also be an ending of relationships ending of a business partnership the start of a business partnership Um, For some particular people, coming into money suddenly, losing money suddenly, um, definitely it is a day in which I think the more open you have been to the change um, that um, these earth sign planets have really, or Taurus season has really just been kind of coaxing you into, right? It's so funny, you know, that's kind of how Taurians work. Um, They don't the way that they try to change your mind is very subtle and it's very calculated and you'll usually never really catch up until you find yourself on the same side of the aisle as them right smart motherfuckers um i'm always eating when i do this podcast um so yeah that is um something to kind of keep in mind there in addition to that there is a oh that's beautiful on that same day, there is a trine between... Hold on one second. A continued trine between the North Node and Neptune. It was really... the other week um he mentioned that there will be a alignment and this was a couple this was like sometime last week an alignment between um neptune and the north node and he talked about cardinal water creating a new way of feeling and i feel like that (laughs) i feel like Um, I feel like that really kind of puts in perspective the kind of gentle energy that's also kind of like coaxing us behind the scenes. I say behind the scenes because I feel like 
you know, the the most profound kind of shifts and changes in ourselves are the ones that we sometimes don't realize until many, many months, maybe even many years later. And I think that speaks perfectly to cardinal water. You know, we associate cancer with the mother. Um, and what is it? <laughs> Such a kind of popular phenomenon for people to be like, oh, you know, like, gotta thank my mom for all she did and do 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 and it's like that is kind of the north node kind of like humming in the background uh, kind of like providing this you know nurturing kind of background this kind of like nurturing and gentle kind of push um and 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 uh and embrace as we're kind of navigating these quote unquote treacherous waters you know of this year um i even though i feel to be quite honest i do feel like last year 2018 was way much more difficult um than 2019 again i could be speaking personally but energetically it just seems as though the really hard lessons were last year any hard lessons that exist this year um, I, I hate to break it to you, but I do think they have a lot to do with standing in your own way. And lots of these things were coming into our realizations from si- this cycle that we have been facing since then. And it's like, okay, you're ready to transcend this. You're ready to grow out of this, especially that last um, uh, Leo full moon that we had in um, Ju- January. Was that January? Yes, in January. That was like, hey, yo, we don't have to keep doing this anymore. Like, you, you're good. Um, I think I mentioned this before, um, but Anna Burkana, her satsang that I had went to back in February in, in March, was like, you know, talking to this chick that was a Leo, and she was like, you know, the thing is, the door is wide open. And she was kind of referring to, you know, kind of like a, this is funny, um, a, a cage that you put a cat in. <laughs> Um, and saying like, you know, the door is wide open. The, the choice is yours to walk out. And it's kind of having to um, confront and face this fear um, that kind of exists and makes it so difficult to walk out of that door. And again, the stubborn energy of the bull is like I'm going to coax you out of the pen I'm going to fuck with the cowboy you want to ride a bull I'm gonna make you ride the bull right um and so it's like being you know I talked about this in the last episode in the difference between that struggle not that yeah kind of like that struggle between the between Leo and and Taurus um, because they nat- the signs naturally square each other while they both kind of indulge um, and have a kind of um, lust for life in the way that it exists, it's, it's very different, right? Um, where, again, in the nature of the square, it's an internal conflict and in thinking that those two things cannot coexist, but there's a need to kind of see that, yes, they can. It's maybe not a, a matter of now, um, but it doesn't mean never, as I had mentioned before, as the kind of quarter moon had pointed us to last weekend. Um, And it's like, you know, it's not now, but like right now I need you to choose the foundation um, building 
um, the hard work, the things that remain um, so that when it comes time um, for it to be about you, when it comes time for it to be about the self and the direction that you're supposed to go in, it's that much easier. But right now you have to make the hard choices. Right now you have to, again, going back to the idea of weighing the hearts and making the judgment calls about what can remain, what is allowed to exist, what is worth being held onto, what needs to be let go of, right? And in the background, um, the North Node, again, is pushing us in the direction of what nurtures us, um, what will truly make us feel whole, what will truly um, allow us to feel Well, yeah, what will truly allow us to feel whole Um, and really what nurtures and grows us, right? It's the behind the scenes. It's what's behind the sun is the moon, right? Um, In this particular instance, or the moon is that which reflects the light of the sun, right? And so the sun or the moon kind of pointing us in the direction of, hey, let's, let's do this. Let's go in this direction. Um, And in it kind of, again, in this trine with Neptune, Neptune kind of saying, you know, what is it that you could feel ideally? And what does life look like when you choose yourself and you choose yourself um, unconditionally and you choose to make the decisions that you're making, not out of a judgment in terms of some, I guess, um, hammer um, um, being brought down upon someone, but really it it is from a place of love because it is about redirection towards what serves you. You know, all of this is, is about working in favor of ourselves and being able to choose the, the structures that will allow the self to stand and to exist in the way that it needs to. Um, which is what makes it so hard. Um, you know, choosing yourself is extremely difficult. We live in a world where everything tells us that we should be choosing somebody or something else, you know? Um, and this is again, a time in which it's like, "Mm, no, we are not going to do that. Um, hold on. Let's see. Is there any other information to share? Let us read our Sabian symbol. This one is a good one. It's really good. Um, I looked it up beforehand. And then we'll do a sacred rebel card. I promise this time I will post these. I have already posted them, as you can see. Yes, right. Cool. Um, this is Taurus, 28 degrees. A woman past her change of life experiences a new love. Keynote, man's capacity to rise in consciousness and feelings above biological limitations. Remember what we talked about when I talked about the shedding of the physical form. Just saying. After having stated the youthful and the aged approach of the human individual to the use of what his culture has brought to him, the symbolism stresses man's capacity to rise above the limitations which both biological nature and the notial, normal, notial, the normal social pattern of behavior have tried to impose on him. As in many of the preceding symbols, a woman is pictured because of because at this early stage of the cyclic. Yes, the cyclic process, the individual consciousness has a receptive or feminine 
polarity, as indicated in the very first symbol of the entire cycle, um, and that's Aries one degree. Um, when the third state, whenever the third stage of the twelfth sequence is brought to a person's consciousness, the indication is that he or she freely opened his mind to the possibility of always new re-beginnings. Ideally, the new beginning should imply a more mature response to the new possibility of experience. Yeah. And that's the thing with, you know, again, we have the Pluto, Pluto answering to Saturn involved. And what is that about but maturity and growth? You know, and in the decisions that we're making, it can be very easy to do the childish thing. And I'm not saying that in a way to kind of be like, you know, in the, I'll just say what I'm trying to say, in the childish way of like kind of dismissing um, and not necessarily dismissing, but, you know, children are just to a certain extent because of the way that we socialize children, um, they, feel like they just have to allow things to happen to them um and like they don't have the say in what they can or cannot do especially when there is a dynamic of power involved um there is a feeling as if you cannot say something and you know to be quite honest I feel like many adults including myself carry the same idea into adult life and being a a part of stepping into adulthood and being mature right is is um, acknowledging the autonomy that you have and not allowing people to impede upon that um and this is a moment in which we have to do that because of what is and is not fair about the particular circumstances that have faced us you know it's very easy you know i think because of the way that you know, naturally, we don't enjoy conflict. We naturally do not enjoy fighting and arguing and bickering with one another um, or kind of, I guess, in a way, starting something, right? Um, And because of that, that's often why we don't say anything when our boundaries are crossed. Um, Lots of times because of the emotional response of someone else. And it's really funny, um, I saw this tweet earlier, I think it was a tweet, um, where someone was like, feelings are not facts. And I'm not even saying this to, you know, I am someone who really, you know, is an advocate for us, you know, feeling or (laughs) I can't help but say that word um, for us understanding that feelings are just as valid as logic and facts um, in particular circumstances. However, they are not the same thing. Um, And someone's feelings or their emotional response to you in these particular circumstances does not mean that what is true which is what we're looking at when we're looking at the 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 balancing um or the weighing of the heart right what is true does not change because of how that person feels what's true doesn't change because of how you feel you know and being able to acknowledge that and take the facts and make those decisions from there um and that allows us to close out a cycle in which we do not choose ourselves in which we do not choose our particular value and our worth over that of other people right and so that is the choice to be made 
Um, and I think as we come into Gemini season, literally a couple days later, we have that opportunity to kind of stand in this newfound understanding that we have of ourselves and have that opportunity to connect with new people, connect with more people that align with this newfound sense of, not even newfound, it's always been there, with the um, existing idea um, of worth and value that we've had within ourselves that has been there all along, um, that has unfortunately been overlooked or un- underlooked by ourselves because of what other people have to say or because of what other people have done. And I think from there, being able to step into a place where we can really just attract, bring, create, and manifest the things that have been waiting for us um, for so long, you know, we see that, you know, we can point fingers, you know, we can say this person did this, we can say this person did that, but ultimately, you know, in again, the weighing of the heart and in looking at these particular circumstances, we see again, these are parts of ourselves and we are making the, the conscious decision in internally and externally to let them go. Um, so that we can choose ourselves this time. All right. Um, I'm going to pull this sacred rebel card. This will be cool. I wonder what card it's going to be. It's really funny. The sound has been worse since I've taken off my phone case. Okay, I have a card. Ooh. Every journey starts with a single step. It's number 12, which reduces down to a three. It's talking about, hmm, interesting. Um, another number that's been following me. Um, speaks to communication. It speaks to communicating honestly. Um, And it also speaks to Gemini season, the third sign. Cool. I love it. Um, And the woman has a suitcase full of what? Butterflies. As we know, that is like one of the like top symbols for transformation and change. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Let me go ahead and open this book and read what it says. And what's funny is the next, um, in the tarot, oop, yep, um, the... Oh, I turned right to the page. That is so funny. Um, in the tarot, the next card is death. Death is card number 13. And the hanged man is number 12. So being in a state of um, coming into a place of enlightenment um, and having to choose to move forward. And in this, we're choosing death. We're choosing to move on to the next cycle. 
Whoo, you are on a journey. Yes, it is an internal journey, but there is also a physical expression of this journey that is going to become increasingly important to the fulfillment of your destiny in this lifetime. Your journey has started on the inside, but its destination will be the physical expression of an internal healing. This journey will draw upon what you have learned and mastered over the course of your life. So much so that you may feel as though your life experiences have prepared you just for this particular adventure. You have all that you need with you. This is not a time to worry about what you're going to take with you. From within your heart, you will sense what needs to come along for the ride and what is best left behind you now. You may be surprised at exactly how much can be left behind without you feeling concerned or anxious. You will be able to travel far lighter travel far lighter than you ever imagined possible. To be equipped for this journey, you will need a lightness of heart. Yo, this is crazy. Okay, y'all know I'm not like, pre- this is insane. Okay, like I did not pre-select this shit. Like you, you heard the order in which I came to my understanding of all of these things. On point, per usual, my God. Sorry, ego. Let me get out of the way. Okay. Um, To be best equipped for this journey, you will need a lightness of heart and the realization that change can be an incredible blessing. Even if what you are leaving behind is something you found secure, safe, familiar, or comforting, that's that Taurus element, just as the butterfly leaves the chrysalis behind when it is time to spread its newly formed wings, so too are you ready to leave behind what once was and embrace what is more appropriate for you at this time. There is an element to the journey you are embarking upon that is unknown. Perhaps it is news to you that you are even taking a journey. However, the realization that traveling along a familiar path brings you no, brings no guarantees is more likely. This open, unscripted quality to your journey will help you gain the most from your experiences. You see, this journey is a spiritual gift. It is an invitation from the great loving heart of the universe, calling you into something that you would not have otherwise found. You are not supposed to know all of the details, nor how it is going to work out before you set out. You are meant to take one step after another, again and again, so that you can receive the gifts that are headed your way. If you are considering taking a physical trip somewhere, This oracle comes as confirmation that the journey will in some way be a life-changing one. And this is good. Um, There is one particular person who is listening to this podcast. You know who you are. And I know that your mouth has like dropped open right now because I, yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry to loop my inside conversations into the podcast. Anyway, if the journey you are considering If the journey you are considering is more internal variety, such as exploring a new field of consciousness, beginning a new creative work, or traveling into the void of unknown possibilities in order to start your work, then this oracle is confirmation that it is indeed a wise choice and much new life will come of it. This oracle brings your particular guidance that the apparently small steps you are taking in an area of your life, important to you right now, are actually far more powerful and constructive than you realize. Sometimes we are gaining ground, but the effect is not immediately obvious. This doesn't mean that nothing is happening. It simply means that the effects of your actions are cumulative, and soon they will begin to overflow into the physical world with a positive impact that may surprise you. 
This oracle brings you the message to keep going. If you have been doing a lot of inner work and are frustrated or concerned that you are not seeing the results translate into the physical world, keep faith as the physical manifestation of your inner work is coming. Remember that you have all the resources you need and then some. Your inner and outer journeys are blessed with positive energy and all you need to do is keep going one step at a time. Beautiful. One thing um, that really kind of came to mind as I was as I was reading this, um, you know, the thing about us, and when I say us, I mean humans, is that um, at least as um, humans raised um, in the Western world. There is such a fear of death. Um, And there is a fear of death because it is unknown. But the truth is, um, it is not a surprise to anyone. We die so many times um, during the process of life. Um, And so, and because of that, you know, there are many times in which we are scared to transition to... um, the other side. Um, And death, of course, is the largest, you know, physical manifestation of that idea. Um, But what so many cultures, including the Egyptians, ancient Kemet, um, understood is that death is an invitation into another chapter. It is an invitation into rebeginning. And the resistance Um, that we have to it is I think what makes it so difficult not necessarily difficult but makes us forget um, how important it is to cherish um, life you know I think you know whether you believe in in reincarnation or not um, I am someone who does um, you know in when we see that life is a process in which we are preparing not for death as if it is an end but death as if it is a beginning in the same way that you I don't know you prepare to take a test in the same way that you prepare or take the steps necessary to make a particular step into a a direction whether that's career-wise or in a relationship whatever it may be you know it's always being in that state of preparedness it's really funny um because someone mentioned, you know, that life is work, like being human and being a, um, a spiritual being that has incarnated in a physical body. We're not here to have fun. We're here to work. We're here to do, you know what I mean? And so because of that, it's always a process in which we're working towards something and for something, which I think is what makes those, um, the four agreements, um, so important. I definitely would encourage you if you have not read the book to read it. Um, if even not for right now, um, just, you know, sometime, I feel like, you know, with, if you're meant to pick up the book, you eventually will. Right. Um, so just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, I don't, (laughs) I'm trying not to leave I feel like that was a positive note to kind of leave things on, but it also doesn't feel extremely positive. Like I can feel um, people's fear and 
I didn't feel that way before. <laughs> like, I felt kind of emo, but, like, I can literally feel people's fear right now. Do not be afraid. Um, you should not be. Um, nothing that is lost is really lost because it was there for the time of that it was meant to be there. Um, or it served the particular purpose that it did. And it's okay that things do not last forever, right? Um, the thing about Taurus, or the thing about the physic, the physical realm, is that it does not always exist. We literally watch fruit die. <laughs> we literally watch plants, animals, people die. That is a natural kind of process of things, and it does not mean that it is gone forever. What it means is that it is to take another form and exist in some other way, um, whether it is a way that is exactly um, what it was before. I cannot answer to that. No one can answer to that. You know, only God's source can answer to that. Um, And that's something that we must trust and accept. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I do have one quick message. I will be right back. y'all thanks for still being around so as you do or do not know um I did a workshop um at the catharsis on the mall um regional burn festival back in the two weeks ago the first week of May um and so now it is time for it to be available to the public so my venus webinar my first webinar which was also my first workshop is now available um you can dm me um via instagram or twitter uh my handle is you woman you and to give you just a little bit of information about what it is and why you should get it um so Venus just entered Taurus today on the 15th. At least, I believe that's the day that you're probably listening to this. If it's not, it's it's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really wanted to share this. Um, we It is a kind of self-guided um, chart analysis in which we are talking about self-esteem. We're talking about um, self-worth and value um, and how that is mirrored in our relationships, how that's related, uh, kind of um, mirrored in our spending habits and things like that, and kind of really getting to the root of what the need is and what kind of needs to be addressed, um, whether it's based on your Venus sign or v- your Venus um, house, uh, but more importantly, those Venus aspects, because that's what brings stuff to life. Um, and being able to see how those things are mirrored back at us and the things that we can kind of aspire and work towards doing. I think in the um, same light of the, the card that I pulled at the end, um, every journey starts with a single step. Um, being able to see it is the first thing. Um, or being told and then eventually coming into a space where you accept and you understand. Maybe you're hurt, maybe you're upset by it. Um, but then being able to move forward and really being able to have that really strong foundation of self um, so that we can 
bring in the money that we, we deserve. We can bring in the partners that we deserve and our lives can be as material abundant and uh, emotionally abundant as we would like them to be. Um, to be very centered and grounded in who we are and having a certain amount of, um, dare I say, pride and love for who we are um, unconditionally um, and being able to understand and know that worth and value is intrinsic. You exist, therefore you are worthy, therefore you have value. That is definitely the whole premise of this workshop. We explore it um, through a social justice lens and then we bring it down to personal um, so that we can make sure that we are understanding how interconnected those things are and how important it is for us to do our personal work so that we can affect greater change in the world around us. This um, workshop is, the cost is donation-based. Um, the suggested donation price is $10, um, if that's okay with you. Um, and of course, it involves self-guided um, assistance. Um, and if you have any particular questions or areas in which you would like um, more insight or kind of clarity, you can feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to answer your particular questions as long as you have this workshop okay if you attended the workshop i will just go ahead and send you a copy of it it has a lot more information than the workshop did when we first did it um and so that'll be great to kind of visually see some of the things that we talked about um to kind of revisit that conversation there is a worksheet that goes along with it um and it was just ultimately just really fun and exciting um anyway I hope you enjoyed this. Um, Yeah, I think even, I just, I'm trying to think of another way to make this more special. You know, I would even be okay with doing a single card reading based on your findings as well. Let's say that, yeah. So if you get this uh, webinar, um, again, the suggested donation price is 10 bucks. It is self-guided astrological analysis. If you have questions, you can reach out to me and I will also do a one card oracle, one oracle card reading for your Venus placement in your chart. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys in Gemini season. The year is moving by really quickly. It's kind of scary. Anyway, talk to you guys next week. Bye.